Hey, welcome to the show. We were supposed to be talking about the recent coaches intensive that I ran here at the gym, but the conversation got sidetracked and Paulie and I spoke about food for 25 minutes. And we're sharing that with you today because fuck it, food's a big part of our lives and it's probably a big part of your life too. So here it is. Why being a foodie ain't all gravy. Yeah, I just came back from Surrey Hills where I caught up. We revisited the gym owner's breakfast. Who was there? It was Mel and Sean. Lockie wasn't there because he was working today. Ah, so Mel from Women of Train. Yep. And Sean from Dykoff. Yep. Accelerate Strength. Accelerate Strength. Cool. How was it? It was good. None None of them have gyms anymore. (laughs) <laughs> which is you know kind of funny like it was it was our first catch-up since like a lot's changed i guess we were all catching up pre-covid yeah and then after covid as whatever like just a lot of things like that we did a monthly breakfast so yep. it kind of went out the window but um yeah sean sold his gym a couple of months ago mm-hmm. and uh mel she sold her gym like a couple of months before covid yeah i remember that yeah she was the first to get out and Lockie, I mean, he wasn't there, but, you know, they sold their gym and then they've opened a new gym thing. And, yeah, it's, yeah, it's cool how shit evolves. Was there any insights that, you know, was it was that type of thing or was it more social? It was more social. Yeah. Yeah, it was more of a catch-up. But, you know, interesting, um, you know, interesting chat around, like, um, the, like, Mel jumped, Mel started a new business after the gym thing. What is she doing? She started an app called Mumly. Oh, that's right. Yeah, which, you know, telling me the story, and I won't go into it because it's not really my story to tell, but it took off, got huge, boom, 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 staff, investment, massive. We had her on the podcast. We did. On Zoom, yeah? Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, during COVID. Yep. Yeah, and... She was at the head of it all. She was, and it became this thing, and she sort of hit a point where she, like, had to choose, like, balls deep. Yes. Fucking... Of you know internet like going to America, spending time there, investors, etc., to get to the next stage, or call it quits, do the right thing by staff and be a mum. Which and is why she kind of left the gym in the first place, from memory, and why she wanted to. Oh, am I making that up? Like have an app? She, I don't. Yeah, I don't quite recall. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure some part of. I'm sure some part of that initial decision was like. To have more time for my family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I think uh, you can only imagine, right? Then you build a, an app, which you're like, oh, I can be pretty hands-off. It, the fucking thing, it's it's just another business, isn't it? Like it takes, yes. it needs attention. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she made the call like, we'll draw the line here. I'm going to go be a mum. Wow. Yeah. Does she have two now? Yep. Yep. She got two. Sean's and got one. Wow. Everyone's <laughs> doing it. And did she sell the app? Uh, or has she got something to do with it still? I think it's still there somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the current situation is, but yeah, I don't believe she sold it. Fuck. Business, man. Yeah, it's wild, huh? Where'd you go for breakfast and was the breakfast good? Because that was my initial question. Okay. I wasn't asking about the people and stuff. I was yeah, like, let's, how let's, was it? How was the menu? Let's get to the fucking <laughs> rice and beans of the conversation. That's right. We went to Reuben Hills in Surrey Hills. Okay. Yes. Do you know it? 
Yeah. I think trendy, I went there a long time ago. Trendy spot. I would say it's beat past its former glory. You know, I remember uh, Cavi back in the film industry being like, man, have you better coffee from Ruben Hills? And now he's like, got to get over there. And uh, so I don't know, maybe it was, you know, it's, We're like it's yesteryear, it was 15 years. years ago. Yeah, we've had this big gap. Yeah. We used to hang out there a lot. Yeah. You used to work there and we were, you know, still affiliated with the film industry closely. That's right. <laughs> um, it was okay. You know, it was, it was nice. I had a trip. Probably got sold three times since the last time we went there. That's right. <laughs> 15 different owners. Yeah. It was, you know, it was overpriced and I'm underfed. But, um, but you know, it was, it was nice. Still had a bit of an edge. What'd you have? I had a dish called huevos divorciados, which I believe huevos, eggs, divorciados, divorced, I'm assuming, something like that, divorced mm. eggs. Mm. It's basically two crispy tortillas mm. with a fried egg on each. Uh, it's got some beans mm. and then it's got a fried egg and then it's got like a salsa on top of that. One has a green salsa, the other one has a red one. So wow. you go like this. But let's be honest. And I had like a chorizo, like half a chorizo, like okay. Split down. Now you've thirty-one dollars. Thirty-one bones. Thirty-one dollars. <sighs> two fried eggs, two two-cent tortillas, a scoop of beans, and some fucking sauce. The way the, tor- the, the, the chorizo would have been the most, you know, expensive prized thing. item on the. Was the tortilla plate. like a really good genuine corn one, or was it just like a flat? Uh, I think it was a corn one, but they'd been fried, so it was crispy. Oh, oh nice. Okay. It's kind of yeah, okay. it was yummy, right? Like it sounds like something you'd make at home, Joe. It does for fifteen bucks. It, yeah, or less. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would totally make something like that. But it's it's really funny. This you might identify with this. It's they've got a kind of big issue. Like there's a lot of writing on their menu, and you know I'm always like, and you are too, always trying to eat the cool, like the interesting thing, and so. Yeah. The thing that's called huevos divorciados you're like fuck what's that like that sounds cool <laughs> let's get that and i think probably i've been to reuben hills five times over the last decade and a half that dish i'm obviously not particularly satisfied with it i fucking order it every time i go there <laughs> every time i go i'm looking around at the other stuff and i'm like oh i don't know i don't know i'm like give me the huevos yeah yeah, yeah. and then you're like it comes and you're like <sighs> Fucking hell. Two fried eggs on toast. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, it got me. Give um, it another five years. Yeah. Give but uh, but it's a cool place. We got to go back to... Ru- you just got me thinking about Ruby's. Oh. That place that we went to. Oh, yeah. We got to go back there one day. Because I actually went there last week. Ah, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, Mies, um It was when I took Monday off. Uh, this No, oh. so I went there this week. Oh, wow. It was when I took Monday off after the coaches intensive. And yeah. me said, why don't we meet at Ruby's? And it was lovely. Because when you used to live at Ramwick, like we went there a couple of times. Yeah, we did, didn't we? That was so good. It's just, that's a high they, quality joint. They do that kind of mix with the tortilla stuff sometimes. Yeah, I don't even remember exactly, but I remember just going, every time I drive past there, I'm like, oh, babe, that's, hey, we're going to go there. <laughs> that's the spot. There. That's it, yeah. Yeah, they do the blah taco, which is the bacon. It's got scrambled eggs, bacon, avocado, tomato, and like salsa soft shell tacos. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. But on Monday, I had their, their um, the, what do they call it? It's like breakfast roti and curry. Yum. So that it's coconut, that's right, coconut scrambled eggs mm. and then like a lentil curry and then a freshly cooked roti. You are talking my language. Yeah, cuz. So good. Yeah, it's pretty special. Yeah, that place is mad. And so, you know, there you're going to pay the same amount. You're going to pay like 
high twenties for breakfast, like yep. for the for the main. Yep. Plus but, coffee. Yeah. But, but you're full. Yeah. You know, yep. like you're like, ah, oh, it was uh, it was premium. Oh, you wouldn't eat there like all the time, but yep. you're like it was a big meal. Yeah. Cool. Do they have records there? Yeah, they That's got they vinyl. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't. I think when I think of that place, like they won. I remember they won like. I don't know, Sydney Cafe of the Year or some shit like 10 years ago. Okay. Like it was hyped. And I remember because Nick, Nikki was, you know, my ex was all in that scene. Yep. She's like, man, Ruby's won like Cafe of the Year and they were just like killing it. It was always busy. Um, Ed, who I used to train jiu-jitsu with, owns it. You know, I think he still owns it. And so I feel like, and they were probably playing the vinyls and shit. I don't know if the vinyls get played anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it too has... Which uh, I don't know. I'm. You, know, you can only imagine in a in a scene like the cafe scene in Sydney. Mm. It's very hard to sit at the top of that. Yeah. For any prolonged period of time. Oh, fucking Sydney ciders, Bruh. You have to recreate every few years. <laughs> this this yeah. This is actually something interesting we're chatting about in regards to gyms, because Mel is from Canada. Yep. And you know whatever. Like between the three of us, Mel Shawmas like. Or, you know, like everyone's got like a lot of knowledge about fitness and different markets and whatnot. And we're just chatting about like F45 and the new franchise that are coming in and all the shit that ha- that's happening in our gyms. And um, the the general consensus, well, Mel's like, it's so fucking like, it's oddly difficult to have a gym here in Sydney. Mm. We're chatting about how Orange Fitney, or Orange Orange Theory. Theory. Yep. I think they went bust or they closed down or something. They have a bunch that. of places. Yeah. And it's like, fuck, how does that happen? Like these places are successful. They're growing. They're doing the thing. And then all of a sudden they're gone. And um, she was like, man, I've never seen a pl- like a market that's so kind of just fucking inconsistent and, and difficult to navigate in fitness as the one here in Australia. She was like comparing it to the States and to Canada. And she's like, if you just start a chain there, like it, you know, and it's half decent, it just keeps going. Yeah, you know, something I don't know something about the market here generally, and it wouldn't be the first person in business that I've. And it's obviously it's a bit of a cop out, right? Like it's an easy thing yeah, to say yeah, if things sure. aren't going great, but I've heard plenty of people like in hospitality say that like it's very fickle here. You know, it's a pretty privileged place. Like when you think about all the luxuries that we have, you know, food's really the highlight. But also, yeah, with gyms, like we have, we're spoilt for choice. Yeah, yeah. You remember um, Lionel, my French buddy that I used to do calisthenics with? Yeah, I do. He would, al- he would, al- yeah, he would always whinge about. Good looking too. Good looking man. I mean, a beautiful accent. Wide back. Very wide back. Small legs. Small legs. Yep. <laughs> Naturally, like just born for Bondi Beach. <laughs> um, but he would, uh, he would be like, man, when I was like, when I would go to restaurants with my parents, we would go <laughs> to the same restaurant that we'd go to. 15 years you know and he's like no one does that here people come and go like he had a restaurant he's like there's no consistency and i was like oh that's interesting like yeah culturally here you always want to go and try the new things you kind of have staples to an extent but i don't think any of us have like a restaurant that we fall back on year after year yeah i don't do you i think i used to but i think it's like I think it's just the kind of story that we're sold maybe in whatever you want to call our system in the free markets of the, you know, um, of the West here where it's like, yeah, 
we have the freedoms to do whatever we want and we have choice and we should exercise. I don't know. I just think it's a – yeah, there used to be – there's a more old school mentality where, you know, you stick with one thing. I don't know what it is, but it does – maybe I'm getting older in that way as well. But it is – there is a, like a big turnover of businesses and maybe the, you know, the tech age is kind of – increase that that speed for something new you know we're 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 looking for the shiny thing and the next shiny thing and we're impressed a lot less yeah um i don't know if that's got anything to do with it but sometimes when i look at the way the kind of behaviors you know fuck i drove i was in newtown the other day and obviously spent so much time living there for a long time and just looking at the turnover of the shops i'm like what the fuck this is crazy it's um, a whole new strip like every yeah, yeah. 12 months, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and it's claims. just interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll be the same. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting. I think, yeah, you, what you, you said there about... You can't stop change. The shiny thing though. Like yep. here it's like if you, if you identify as a foodie, then you go to new places all the time. That's what foodies do. Yeah. Yeah, like that's your thing. Oh, yeah, we drove out to a thing to get the fucking noodle thing. and Yep. Yeah, you know, you maybe you have some staples, but really you're always trying new stuff. Whereas, I don't know, maybe the concept of, I'm thinking about like, say, French, um, like French food culture. Mm. And I'm sure they have like there's levels to gastronomy and whatnot. But I wonder if the concept of foodie exists there. Yeah. And yeah. if it's more just like, no, national, like culturally, as a nation, we all appreciate food. Yes, yeah. Um, and that doesn't mean you have to go to it. Like, we just go to the place where you have nice yeah, food, yeah, like yeah, everywhere. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. you know, like, so, so it's almost like you're not having to flex it as much yep. and show the world, like, look at all the different places I go to in a weekend. Yeah, yeah. And maybe because here, like, when I think of the comparison of, you know, French, um, one nation, you know, one strong culture that's embedded in you know a very long history when you look at here we're a melting pot of lots of different cultures so where that what do you call it is a postmodern type of society where we're a mixture of lots of different cultures and we're trying to find our identity here so we don't really have one so it's kind of like always in flux and you got yeah so then you got this thing where it's you know we're in the fucking likes and attention economy so like that kind of happens with the food and the shops. It's just like, fuck. Whereas you go to the old country and it's like the culture is, you know, you're practicing how much you pay homage to what we've always done. Yeah. You know, and yeah, and then we just spend time around that together. That's a great point. Mm. In, um, I've partially read the book um, The Omnivore's Dilemma by oh, Michael yeah. Pollan, mm. which, is a really, which is a really good read, highly recommend for anyone listening, but he talks about one of the dilemmas in the West is that he said, when you look at the traditional food cultures of a lot of like established cultures, yep. take France as an example, it has very clear kind of parameters that it operates within. Those parameters dictate, and you can pretty much like see this in any like- And it knows where it came from. European country. Mm. Yeah, it's like we have like these dishes are combined. We have the salad. Then we have the 
protein, then we have the carbohydrate, say, as an, I don't actually know how the French do it, or we eat cured meats. These are the kinds of cured meats we eat. We don't eat a meal of it. We just have a little bit with the cheese and that's part of the, uh, that's part of the pre-meal. And then the meal looks like this. And so yeah. he said, it's actually quite uncommon in France. And I really don't want to speak for the French people here, but f- um, for people to have very specific intolerances. He said, you don't get a lot of vegans. You don't get a lot of like people doing carnivore. It's just like everyone eats food. Mm. And, for the, and it's almost like um, it's almost like a faux pas, no pun intended, to to not have something that's being served at the table, like to be like, oh no, I don't eat. Oh, sure. I yeah. don't eat X. Like, oh yep. no, I'm not into fucking potatoes. It's like yep. we eat potatoes here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he said, and so what happens as a result of that is there are these health and kind of there are these balances that are inbuilt in that food culture that keep people healthy. You know, like pickled vegetables or controlling the amount of carbohydrate you have or mm. making sure there's protein at every meal, right? Mm. Um, making sure you're eating you know, quite a lot of vegetables, let's say. He said, but here in the West, we don't have a food culture. Mm. So then we just take the bits that we like from these other food cultures and then kind of brutalize it to make it what we want. So you can be like, oh, Italian food, spaghetti, fucking mad let's just have a huge bowl of pasta totally right versus no 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 the the pasta is part of a meal and the entire meal looks like this yes and you might eat that on certain days or yeah 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 yeah. and i I found that really fascinating yeah um because it's i don't know it gave me i mean i've always had an appreciation for food cultures but it gave me more of an appreciation to see where some of the tradition with those things comes from yeah totally yeah it makes me want to Go to go out to dinner now. <laughs> I want to like oh I should fucking don't go don't, to Ruben Hills. Don't go to, <laughs> I just want to go to like a couple you know a good restaurant or something like an Italian restaurant um, or something like that. But yeah, we really we're spoilt for choice here. And one thing um, I was chatting to Tash about the other day was you know um, she's on this kind of diet at the moment. Um, which was I telling you? I don't think so. Uh, it's a PMS diet. Uh, yeah, actually, you did mention. Yeah, and it's not, it's actually not a radical diet at all. It's just a thing. It's, it's basically whole foods. Whole foods, ver- like little to no preservatives and, um, you know, making sure she gets enough protein and stuff like that. But it's kind of a good little thing that she's got because it's just motivating her with some new recipes and stuff like that. But we're just talking about how, for me, one thing that I... Uh, one one kind of paradigm shift for me when I started in the fitness industry and started becoming aware of my own health um, was, yeah, how you perceive food. And you get it with a lot of people coming to the gym, you know, and they're, they're trying to start their journey. But I feel like here we, and I'm generally speaking generally, we can look at food, it's a luxury, and we look at the food based on how tasty and awesome it is. And you're not seeing it for what it is, as in, uh, say, an energy an energy source, which sounds very boring, um, but it's also very practical and a smart way to see things. So, you kind of uh, and Tash, you know, we were just talking about how she came from. Her, both of her parents are chefs, um, and she was fed, she was refusing truffles and and you know, all these foods when she was when she was a toddler. She's like yuck. Um, but, you know, you, we would see, and when I first met Tash and, you know, she was in the fine dining type scene and she was working in it, like it's always, you're always looking at how incredible that feat of gastronomy was to put that together. 
Yeah. Oh, and it's delicate and that's rare and it's like a thinly sliced squid on a little thing. And the way that you see it is kind of so divorced from what even the animal is. Yeah. Or the plant or what it is. It's just the combination and then how it's presented. And that might be an extreme version of how we see it, but we don't these days we don't see it for for its health, the blocks of you know, building our bodies and how we're going to feel later that afternoon when we eat it, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, I think that's really cool. Like, you know, we're doing personal training and having people come into the gym for their first year, a, a, a nice way to support, like, a paradigm shift for them is, like, hey, seeing food as more than, um, you know, a delicious meal, burgers and chips, it's like... It's not always about enjoyment. No, it's not. It's mm. not. And um, you know, maybe but you can you can enjoy eating in a practical sense, like totally. that can become fun as well. Absolutely, yeah. And um, yeah, yeah. I think there's yeah, there's, there's a kind of a warped view sometimes in you know, say Sydney. Uh, it's so true. Yeah, I think it's like you could criti- like you could say that that line of thinking, like the practical side of it, is sort of reductionist. Like seeing yeah. food as just energy source or whatever, energy blocks credits. But I think where. And, I, you know, for people who are, like, on the foodie tip, they'd be like, oh, that's fucked, like, you know. And I think what's really – where I find it's important to sort of acknowledge the need for that kind of eating is because if you just eat for enjoyment all the time mm. – and you would you do this, right? You know, you have those weeks where you – maybe you didn't prep lunches and there wasn't leftovers and so you're at the cafe for breakfast and then lunch and – you know, or maybe you're on holidays and you're eating out in a new t- in a new city, and you're eating out like fuck for four days straight. Mm. You don't enjoy it, like it's so true. You don't. You go to the cafe and you're like, oh, let me get a fucking I don't know. I'll take that toasted sandwich and another coffee, and it's just you know, right? Whereas when you're eating, kind of mostly sort of plain, and you've cooked it yourself and stuff, and maybe it doesn't like get you super excited, but then when you go to the cafe. Or breakfast the next day or whatever you're like fuck yeah cafe yeah you know ah epic toasted sandwich and a coffee like it makes that experience so much brighter mm. and i think that that's where a lot of people kind of fuck it up for themselves is that they just indulge all the time so of course their health you know there's negative effects there but also the just the enjoyment is reduced yeah totally totally yeah and there's i think just from like the um uh, less so about the the you know the the macros of what you're eating, but also the portions and stuff like that. And I think like there's a lot lost in appreciation of like sustenance. Like you know when you're when you're really hungry and you've really earned that because you've been whatever physical. You, you're not overindulging all the time, and maybe you worked out, or maybe um, you've just been quite busy, and then you sit down and you have um, something that you cooked at home and it's a leftovers um, that you're heated up or you prepared it to bring to work and, and when you when you heat it up or whatever when you eat it you're like you really feel the sustenance coming from that good food mm. you know and, and I, yeah like the, on that level we often yeah we're not we're not bringing our attention to that when we're eating I'm thinking of you eating root crops as you say that oh you feel the sustenance when you eat those things yeah, sometimes when you eat certain foods, you can just feel it running into your blood and you're like, fuck, I feel fucking like I crush this bowl right now. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
I see that. I see that with uh, with Leo when he eats my son. Yeah, like when he's really in the in the in the flow of it. Yeah, and you're like, man, he's like, he's getting the nutrients right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like again, like for foodies, they're just like, what the fuck? That's so boring. <laughs> yeah, but they probably won't know what we're talking about. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, I think like, yeah, whatever. Having that like a little like scarcity or abstinence makes things better. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, sure. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Um, fuck, let's leave it there, bro. Go get something to eat. <laughs> All right, let's go. Catch up with you next time about a sandwich. All right, see you. See you.